don't know if I am spotty or in and out on your end, but uh, you're coming through clear on my end. Okay. Okay, great. Well, we'll just go with this. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you again um, for offering to be on the show. I know you've been on the podcast before, and I've actually had several like repeat um people that I've interviewed, which I really like to do because I just like to learn more. And, you know, it's, you can never say all the things you want to say, right? In 30 to 45 minutes anyway. Um, So, you know, for those that are maybe new to the podcast or haven't listened to your first episode, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, um, what you do and, and what lights you up? And then we'll dig into the interview. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name's Tiffany Higgins. I am a mom of five and I started a bookkeeping business about six years ago to give ourselves a little bit of freedom to be a, I wanted to be a stay at home parent again. And I didn't want that to mean that I was broke all the time. So I started a bookkeeping business to be able to have the flexibility to be home with my kids, but also something to give me some um, passion and a purpose outside of mom duties that was also going to help pay the bills. And it exceeded all of my expectations, um, so much so that within seven months, my husband was even able to retire his job and become a stay-at-home parent as well. And it just kind of kept going from there, shocking us, you know, every six months to where we would be in a position where we had an entire year's worth of our mortgage payment in a savings account. We could go on a 16 day vacation across the country without having to miss a beat or ask anyone for permission. And we were able to buy a brand new van and pay it off in six months. Um, we doubled the size of our house and got to have, have a pool and a tennis court in our backyard. And, um, then later we even moved across the country, um, to go, go live in California, leaving the Midwest. And so it's just allowed our family to have so much freedom and so many options while being together all the time. Yeah. And so I just had a real strong passion to be able to share that experience and that journey with other people, mostly moms in the same situation that I was in. Um, and we've been able to help thousands of moms now replicate what I did for my bookkeeping business. And actually they've exceeded the success that I've had, which is really inspiring to see. Um, but that's what we do. Yeah. We teach, we teach moms, even if they have no prior experience, um, in bookkeeping or accounting, um, no degrees, no certifications. And we teach them the skill of doing bookkeeping, but also becoming a business owner and growing a business that transforms their life into their dream life. (laughs) That's incredible. Um, That's so exciting to hear and congratulations on all that fun stuff. I know with five kids having a pool and a tennis court is very helpful um, to help get their energy (laughs) out as they would say, but, and that's amazing that your clients have even exceeded your own success, which is just success for you, I'm sure, just a really great feeling. Um, So I would love to talk about, like, really unpack those seven months, right, where you just said, hey, I just want to make some money, right? I I don't think you had planned on having the success that you did, especially in that short amount of time. Um, But, you know, it sounds like you're like, hey, I want to be home with my kids more. 
I just want to make a little bit more money. Um, so in that seven months, can you just tell us kind of what happened? Like what was, what changed where it became what it did and like what was your mindset through that time? Um, and just anything that you think really made you successful that you would share with others? Yeah, what a great question, Kelly. I don't think anyone has ever asked me that. That is awesome. Um, what what I think um, during that seven months that kind of became like life-changing or epiphany for me is that when I first started my business, it was supposed to be something that was just going to be a side gig, um, something to make up the difference that I was um, missing out on after getting my check and then paying for a nanny. So I really just needed something super small. Like mm-hmm. it, it wasn't, there was never any plans to make it big because I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, but what, what I found was just by like having friendships and talking to people, um, it was very easy to find bookkeeping clients because they people want to work with people that they have a really close connection with, especially when it comes to their finances. So I never even had to to sell myself ever. All I had to do was like say, Hey, this is what I do guys. And if you need help, let me know. And so many people needed help. And so when I saw how number one easy it was for the whole marketing piece of it, it was very easy to just grow. Um, because people would just find you. I didn't have to do a whole lot of active marketing or seek out people. But when I did do marketing, it was fun. It was usually like going to luncheons and meeting people and just introducing myself. Um, There was really no selling involved. So that's one thing that made it super easy for it to kind of just take off. Um, Because there's just so many people that, that need help in this area. And all you have to do is really offer your help and, and be available. Um, but the other thing I think that really made it take off for me too, is that I was really helping people. Like when I took on a client and I helped them with their books, you could just see the stress melt off of them. Um, as far as like not actually having to do the work, but also the peace of mind, knowing that somebody else has their back in this arena. And it was very, very satisfying to, be able to help people. So what I found like in our, in our program now, we have a ton of teachers and nurses that love doing this because they get to transform that awesome feeling of helping people into their bookkeeping business where they make, you know, four or five times more than they ever made in their other careers helping people. So it was just really, really fulfilling to kind of keep moving forward and you know, just taking one step at a time and the next step and the next step. And it just, it just kind of, um, you know, <laughs> grew yeah. really fast from that. That is amazing. And I love that. So funny thing, <laughs> I have been thinking about the concept of how important relationships are for like a solid month. And it's so funny. I was literally having this thought this morning and it's so crazy that you said that because you know, I think people, un- and I think I even have done this, underestimate the value of relationships and just being kind to someone or 
just saying, hey, how can I help? Or being that like friendly ear to listen. Um, because I recently left a company and that is the one thing I kept hearing from people. Like, oh my God, we're just gonna miss your energy. We're just gonna miss like your friendly face. And so it sounds like for you, that was the first big epiphany in realizing, hey, it's about relationships. It's about building trust. And that alone, if you have that really solid foundation, like that will take your business so far. Yes, absolutely. You have the heart to help people, you will be successful for sure. Yeah, and, and I really love what you said about, so it's, it's so first it's about relationship building. And secondly, it's about loving what you do, right? Um, I guess when you probably found like, hey, I'm making good money, and it's not that hard to find clients. And by the way, I am absolutely loving what I'm doing. It was just like that secret ingredients, right? Those few things can really help you grow your business. Yes, absolutely. And what I've found too, now working with people that don't have classical, you know, accounting backgrounds is there's so many pieces to this business that you can find a spot where you really feel like you're helping. So like if you maybe aren't going to really enjoy doing the bookkeeping part, mm -hmm. but you enjoy having those meetings with your clients at the end of every month saying, look, here's your financials. Everything's in order. Learning how to explain that to them and just watching like how happy they are. That that's something that, you know, you can definitely do and not even necessarily do the actual bookkeeping if that part doesn't light you up. So you can like build a team around, around you to do the parts that maybe aren't as fun and keep yourself in those roles where it's really fulfilling and satisfying for you to help people. Yeah, I love that. And that, that was actually a great lead into my next question. So when did you decide to scale? You know, like you're doing bookkeeping yourself, but at what, what point did you decide to scale and what made you make that decision to do that? Yeah, I think once you get in this position, and it's sometimes hard for people that haven't started a business to understand this yet, mm -hmm. but once you take that first leap and you you get a yes from somebody and then you realize, wow, I just charged this person $500 a month. They probably would have paid me double because they're getting so much value, but it literally only took me like 45 minutes a week to do their bookkeeping and you're making $100 to $150 an hour um, and your clients are thrilled with that. Um, when you when I saw that, it's like this, this light bulb moment goes off in your head where you're like, there is no cap to what I can what I can do here. I can keep growing this and wow, what kind of life can you live when you can have those kind of options and that kind of freedom? Um, and now like in my mind, I've worked towards how can we make even generational wealth for our kids and yeah. set our kids up for success? Like it's the most exciting feeling that you could ever feel knowing that you are in complete control and if you want to take it to you're making millions of dollars a year doing this bookkeeping business thing, you can do that. It's, it's highly possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So what, I mean, did, when you were doing that and I don't know your background before that, I can't remember, but did you, cause I know you teach people, right? You have, I think courses and different things to help, you know, people replicate what you're doing and then expand beyond that. But did you yep. do your own like learning or did you like, how did you even 
get the mindset of an entrepreneur? Or do you think you just had it? Or was it a little bit of both? Um, I think I always had that itch growing up. A lot of yeah. people in my family were entrepreneurs. So I kind of had that like kind of bug where I wanted to do it. Um, and I think a lot of people that come to me have that too, or at least they just really want the flexibility that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So we help them develop those entrepreneurship skills. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I had that little, little bit of a bug in me. That was always my end goal was to, to have my own business one day. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. So I know one of the things that you really love to talk about is like going all in and what it really takes to become that entrepreneur. And I, you know, you said you've had a lot of people in your family, um, that were an entrepreneur and obviously you've been doing it for a while now. So what are some of the biggest skills or just some of the, the biggest mindset shifts that if someone's sitting right now and either maybe they're a stay at home mom and they're making no income and they want to, or maybe they are someone that, you know, is working and, and especially I'm thinking, you know, I'll give an example that during the pandemic, you know, a lot of people that worked corporate life went to the, went home to work. And I was included in that. And I very soon realized I am never going back, right? Like I am never going back to an office. And there are a lot of people in a position right now that are being forced to return to the office. And they realize, no, like I want the flexibility. I want the best of both worlds because it's kind of like being a stay at home mom when you can work from home because of the flexibility it offers. So if someone's sitting in that position, what would you tell them? Like, what is the biggest mindset shifts that they need to make and first steps to, to become an entrepreneur or step out um, into a field that they would enjoy? Yeah, I think um, there's maybe two or three traits that I see that people really need to have in order to be successful with this. Um, one of them is courage. Mm. Uh, just having, having the courage to try something that you've never done before. And frankly, you don't really know if it's going to work. Yeah. Having the courage to do that. Um, and then having grit, they really need to have grit. So following through with the plan, following the steps and almost having faith that it's going to happen. Um, I kind of realized over the last week or so that, that growing a business is a lot like what people experience when they're dieting or on a weight loss journey. It's consistency and action and basically blind faith that what you're doing is going to get you to your goals. And then one day you wake up and realize, wow, everything that I've done over the last like two months is totally paying off when you step on that scale. So, you know, growing a business is very, very similar to that. And so having grit and not, not giving up, um, is a really, really great quality and the third one that I think is really important is being open to analyzing yourself. So being like really self-aware yeah. and thinking, you know, and, and opening to learn, learning and not just being super set in your ways, having like that growth mindset where you're like, okay, it's okay if I mess this up or fail, what did I learn from it? Or, um, this doesn't seem to be working. Why is that? Am I doing something that I should change or tweak? Just being real, real self-aware and, and not having any um, fears or, or not listening to your fears. Everyone has fears yeah. about, about stuff, but just not letting those fears control you. Yeah. Um, those, those three traits really is what I see. Um, most successful students have those. Yeah. 
I love those and I cannot agree more. Um, I just made a solo podcast kind of about that, like having confidence in yourself because I agree. I think most people do have fear. Um, and I, I follow Sarah Blakely on LinkedIn, you know, the creator of Spanx. And she posted about that and she said, I am not fearless because I am scared of a lot of things, but I am courageous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's important for people Sometimes, you know, I think people think, oh, I'm the only one that feels this way. Or how are they, like, how do they have so much courage? But it's a choice, just like you said. We all have fear, and we can all be courageous, but it takes making that choice and then doing action, like you said, and then being consistent, even when you feel like you're failing. Um, And I love what you said about blind faith. You almost have to know, hey, this is gonna work out. I don't know how, I don't know when, I'm gonna mess up. But I have enough grit, like you said, to keep forward, keep pushing forward, um, and just trusting in the process. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't agree more with all of that. So one thing you said um, when you were talking about those traits is that, you know, if you get to a point having the self-awareness to say, hey, this isn't working, or maybe I'm not enjoying this, or "I, I know this isn't what I'm meant to do for the next five years. Um, have you had any of those moments in your business or, cause I've, I feel like you've been doing this. I don't, it's been like two years, I think maybe since I last talked with you. So in those two years and you even sound more, I won't say more confident, but you know, you just continue to grow like, and become, (laughs) it's just crazy how that happens. But, um, have you made any pivots in your business or are you always looking to pivot and expand? And what is that process like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I always, this is another time where like the real, the being self-aware and really analyzing what's going on really comes in handy if you really want to be super successful. So I'm always doing that. I'm always like in our coaching program, I'm always analyzing what is working best. What is, what are we struggling with? What are the students struggling with and how can I make that process easier for them so that they can, you know, slide into success faster and more efficiently and more gracefully. So I know for me, when I was growing my bookkeeping business, there were a lot of times that I experienced frustration because you, you don't know what you don't know. So if you run into a problem, you have to figure it out. So what I love about what we offer people in our academy is that I've run into all of these problems before. So we can help students as soon as they hit a problem like that or a roadblock or a question or, or any kind of obstacle. I've already been there and I've experienced stress and the overwhelm and having to research and figure it all out on my own. So they don't have to do that, which is so instrumental in getting past those things fast because, you know, you're not going to have anything in life, you know, is going to have some kind of obstacle, some kind of problem or issue that you have to figure out. Um, And having a business comes with plenty of those. So having someone that will help you pass those obstacles is super instrumental. Mm -hmm. Um, One obstacle when I had my bookkeeping business that I just could never figure out on my own was how to build a team, how to have people working for me. Um, That is a skill that I just did not possess um, when I first started out. And so I had to get mentors around learning how to do that piece, which is great now because now I can teach my students how to do that even right from the beginning, yeah. um, which would have been really helpful for me to know. So 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think you're saying how you're an example to your students of, hey, I've asked for help before. Like, I had to stop and say, hey, I don't know how to do this, and I'm going to learn from someone that does. And I, I agree with you. That's the beauty in having coaching courses because, you know, there are some people out there that think you have to be an expert in order to teach, and I 100% disagree. I think you just have to be a step or two ahead of someone yeah. else in order to help them because you've been there you've done that you want to help them not waste as much time or you know it, you just want to help them move past that um which again i think is is so awesome that you're helping women do the same thing that you're doing right because yes it's life's too short and um and i, I know what you're saying I, I can like think of some examples where like for when i was doing coaching I like I was building funnels like I was making courses doing all this stuff I had never done before and mm -hmm. I can promise you sitting there on the computer trying to build a funnel it was some of the most frustrating like moments of my <laughs> life but then when you're done you're like oh I just did that like I right. just did that and it gives you so much encouragement and you feel super empowered and you're like I can do anything. Like I can do anything in my business. I'm sure you've had those moments too, where once yep. you climb that hill, that's been so hard, you're at the top and you're like, wow, what's next? Yes. It's, it's pretty cool feeling. And then looking back to and reflecting at all the things that you've done as it compiles over time. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a real big confidence boost. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And I feel like it would be good for people um, even for myself, now that you say that, because I think a lot of times, especially probably that women are that are wanting to be entrepreneurs or someone like you that's running this super successful business, I'm sure a lot of the time you're like, okay, what's next? Okay, we did that. What's next? Let's keep going. But the reflection part that you're talking about is so important. And even like keeping track of your milestones and keeping track of all that you've, you've accomplished so you can look back and really say, I've done a great job. And especially if you're doubting yourself, you know, mm -hmm. to look back on that is, is so very helpful. Yes, absolutely. We really encourage our students to celebrate wins all the time because you don't, you don't take time enough to do that and, you know, really be proud of yourself for everything that you've done and where you've come, how yeah. far you've come. That's awesome. So I know another thing I was going to talk to you about is, you know, being the breadwinner and being at home with your family. Like, and I'm sure you work with your husband and you said you were able to like retire him, but do you have any advice for women that maybe are the breadwinner or they, they start, no, they don't work at all. And then they build this booming business, right? And that could be a very big shift in the family. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for women that, that might be going through that kind of transition? Yeah, I definitely do. And, and cool enough, I actually got the opportunity to ask this exact same question to Barbara Cochran from Shark Tank. Oh, it's amazing. And yeah, I'll, I'll share what she said, and I love this advice. She said that if you get to the point where your business is an empire, don't forget that your family is also an empire. So it's a lot to manage both of them. So her, her advice, um, and that I've found to be the most helpful for me as well, is to try as much as you can to build up walls around each different area of your life. 
because it gets to be really exhausting when you are all things to all people all the time. Mm -hmm. So if you can have designated hours where you're working that no one interrupts you or bothers you, but then on the flip side, when it's family time, you walk away from work, you leave your phone in the office or whatever, and you stay present to your family. It takes a lot of practice to do that when you work from home, but that's how you remain happy with your life and how you have a little bit more balance, if that even word even makes sense anymore. Um, <laughs> so that's really helpful. And then the other tip is don't be afraid to pay for help at home. Mm, it's yes. so important. Having a housekeeper or someone to do your groceries or even help you prepare meals, that stuff is not expensive. And when you're running a business that you can potentially make $100 to $150 an hour or more, hiring somebody that you pay $15, $20 an hour to do stuff like that just makes sense. And then you can spend more time with your family that's quality. Yeah. I cannot agree more. And I love that you say that because I feel like there at least for me, there used to be a stigma around, no, you've got it. You're the woman. Like, even if you work, you've got to, like, that's your house. <laughs> you need to, like, upkeep the house. And I really had a struggle for a while around this. But um, I had someone come clean my house yesterday, and you were so right. It takes them, you know, that what they did would have taken me so much time. And if you look at it the way you're saying, well, if you make $100 an hour and you they charge you $100, like, you just – basically made yourself X hundred dollars, right? By not spending that mm -hmm. time cleaning. Um, and, I, and I think it's too, if someone's starting to work from home and they used to work in an office, at least for me, I love it. However, it was a big adjustment. Um, mm -hmm. Like I struggled to even do my podcast anymore when I started working from home because of, like you said, the boundaries, it just wasn't there. And it was very fluid. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think having flexibility in your life is critical. However, it's so important to set those boundaries, ask for help. Like even with my husband, it, it, you know, I was at home and so it was like, well, yeah, but you can do the dishes and laundry. And it's like, well, no, actually I'm working. So pretend I'm not here. Um, you know, so there are times when you can do that. But I think having conversations with your spouse even too and being super clear about, hey, this is what I can do. I might can do this at some times. But just setting those expectations and out early, I think, can help relationships, especially when everyone's at home working together. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, is there anything else that you would just say to someone who, you know, whether they want to get into bookkeeping or whether it's something completely different, like coaching or you know, whatever yeah. the case may be, like, is just any kind of critical advice beyond all the great things that you've said that you would just leave us with today? Yeah, I think the, the best thing to do if you're looking to do anything like this is to just take action yeah. and don't wait for, wait for perfection. You just got to take one step forward and that will change your life. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Um, John Acuff. Oh my gosh. I talk about this book all the time and I don't remember the name of it right now. It'll come to me in a second. But I think that was a critical changing point for me is when I learned that it's a stalling mechanism to try to get to perfection 
or, you know, Absolutely. it's just keeping yourself from moving forward. Um, and I actually love like now, not, I used to not, but not being perfect and screwing things up. I'm like, man, that's how you grow. Like that's uh-huh. how you learn. And it's kind of exciting to be in that point where there's no limit. Right. And you can just continue that growth. Um, uh-huh. so that's perfect advice. Okay. Tiffany, well, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? If they're like, man, this sounds like I want to build a bookkeeping business and have all this wealth and be able to travel with my family. Where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. We have two places. Um, our website is www.stayathomebookkeeper.com. And then we also have a Facebook group. We've got about 24,000 people in there right now. And I go live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. And I answer any questions that anyone has. Um, current students, um, future students, um, just people wanting general information about a bookkeeping business. I answer all those questions every Tuesday in our Facebook group. And that group is called Have Your Cake and Eat It Too, because that is our business motto. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, and actually that thought came to mind. I don't think I voiced it, but um, that's absolutely what it is. And mm-hmm. people can have it. Like, it is it is accomplishable. It's possible. So thank you for showing the way and showing people that they can do it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, of course. Um, sorry for <laughs> the technical issues, but um, you've been awesome. And I hope you have a fabulous Friday with your family. Thank you. I hope you do as well.